Yo, what up? Thank you for coming back to listen to episode 30 of the By Chance Podcast. And I am your host, Jay Del Negro. Here with me are all of my nearest and dearest. And that was me attempting my best Joe Button podcast intro. Lacking all of the Joe Button personality. And the nearest and or the dearest. But what I do have instead is a guest. A guest telling a story. This episode's guest is the creator, owner, Operator of No Shave Aid. No Shave Aid is a beard care line out of Baltimore City, and the owner, Felice, is sharing with us why she started the business and how she's been able to keep it moving. But before we go any further, I would be remiss if I didn't remind you, because it's not always something I remind you all of, to like, share, comment, subscribe wherever you are hearing my voice. Liking on SoundCloud is great and all. And leaving a comment on iTunes is cool. But did you know you can do both? You can even expand it a little bit further and like and rate on both services. And there's also Google Play or whatever you got to listen to podcasts from. Plus, it's the holiday season and I'm an only child. So I'm greedy and I want it all. Listen to the episode first, but afterwards, I expect all the comments and ratings. Until then, have a great time listening to this episode. What about the name? Tell me, tell me about the name No Shave Aid. Why, why that title? So what month are we in? November. And what... What happens in November for guys? November. Mm-hmm. See where I'm going with this? I see where you're going. Ironically, I started this business in November. I went officially on the market in December, um, but it was started in November. Um, and it was for the guy who opted not to shave, and I was their aide, and I liked the way that rhymed. So I became the No Shave Aid. No Shave Aid is a beard care line. Um, that I expanded to meet ladies' needs as well. Um, so it started with just a balm and an oil um, that came in various liquor-inspired scents. And then um, I grew to include a soap and um, a ladies' soap, a scrub soap, and then um, candles and wax milk. So how did you get into beard care? Well, I kind of care for my own hair. I'm very particular about who cares for my hair. Um, and I love beards and I compared the two, um, the sensitivity of natural hair, the sensitivity of beard, the sensitivity of your face and skin and the need for the growth and, and things of that nature. And that's kind of where it started. Uh, my boyfriend at the time, he had a beard and it was kind of dry and raggedy most days. So he was my test dummy initially, and it worked for his beard. So I decided to start a line. When you started plucking around with his beard and caring for his beard, was mm-hmm. it specifically to create a business or was it because you wanted to, him to look better? 
it was to create a business. Um, I went into it knowing I wanted to start a, a side hustle at a minimum. Um, and just having that as an outlet, one, for my creativity, and two, just to have it, period, um, to grow income was a, was a benefit, of course. And then him looking better, of course, was, was a good thing, too. So how, how, how did it start from, how to go from, all right, this is working for him to I have a product that I want to sell. Like what was, what was the next step from home to market, if you would? Well, it was always market in mind. I just needed a test dummy. Um, I think you always want to test your products the same way that big markets do. They test their products on, on, on humans before they put it out on the market. Um, so when I started it, I knew I was starting it to be marketed to other people, not just to him. How do you go from, I'm creating this to I'm selling this? Um, packaging was all me. I package it myself. I produce it myself. I make everything myself. Um, I design the labels myself. I initially, the crazy thing was initially I reached, I, I started to branch out to hire someone to do these things, but I'm very much a do it yourself kind of girl. So I figured out how to get it done myself. Um, and then social media was my, of course, go to because it was the easiest market where you could advertise. Um, so you know, you make your business page off of your personal page and you immediately have a couple hundred followers, you know, that you can market to. Um, you take it further by branching out to people that they follow and your explore page. And it starts to, it just starts to circulate this, this clientele of, of people to advertise and market to. And then I slowly found about um, events, like vendor events, that I could become a pop-up vendor. Um, and I started to do those shows. My very first one was a, a trunk show, and I didn't put two and two together to understand that that meant pop your trunk outside and I was freezing my first event and it was miserable my first event, but it was so exciting and exhilarating to know that I was working for myself and something that started in my kitchen was, you know, being sold to complete strangers and they were buying it. What did you do? To I popped my, tr so the funny thing is I went through all this hoopla to buy a table and chairs and tablecloths and prepare for an indoor event where you set up in that manner. And I was baffled when I got to the place and realized it was, um, it was an outdoor pop your trunk event. So I put my table in the backseat of my car and I popped my trunk and I put the tablecloth over the trunk. So it was hiding everything that was inside. And I put my products on the trunk and I decorated it the best that I could. And I made it work. Like as an entrepreneur, when things aren't what you expected them to be, you have no choice but to make it work. Most guys want their beards to grow and then they 
when I start to talk about the luster, they start to normally start to kind of feel their beard and feel that it's not so, you know, smooth and that it's a bit dry. Um, and then they start to be convinced that they need that, that luster in their life. Do you do like consulting or something when you meet a potential client? Do you, do you say particular things to that client to, to get him in the direction of a specific product? Of course. Uh, most guys ask questions just like you are and, and want to know what would work for them, given what their particular problem is. Um, and I always direct them whether it's the oil, which is what most guys need at a minimum in their life, in their beard life. Um, once the beard's been wet, once you've washed it, once you've wet it in the shower, it should be oiled afterwards. You know, you, you kind of oil and brush your hair every day. Um, you should do the same for your, your beard hair your facial hair. Um, so that's kind of the starting point for most of the conversation. The balm is more so for guys who do have a, a fuller beard, who want it to stay in place and want to tame split ends and prevent split ends and things of that nature. I just see the words like oil and balm, and I don't really think too much about it with the exception of I'm looking for something that doesn't have alcohol in it because I know that'll just dry things out. Mm -hmm. I know there are other like chemicals and additives which also perform in the same way so i'm not thinking too much about it other than oh this smells like cedar wood or something that'll be a little more pleasing under my nose like i'm just not looking to smell something i don't agree with so right um, those there there isn't a, a whole lot of thought other than, into my beard other than like trimming the loosest of the loose hairs and kind of manicuring it to make it look like something periodically but not too often really but it's great that you trim the the ends because a lot of guys don't even do that. Before you started this uh, business, before No Shave Aid became a thing, uh, I'm sure you had ambitions of working for yourself or, or making a dollar for yourself. Were there any other things that you were into? Or that you, uh, um, right before <laughs> I started No Shave Aid, um, I went to get certified as a lash technician. Um, and I did that and it wasn't taking off at all. I didn't feel like I was that good at it. Um, so I redirected that frustration into energy of creativity and out came something geared for men instead of women. Like I wanted to handle both genders. I wanted to be able to say that I had everyone covered. Um, and supplying a product for men and then ultimately a service because I, I, I do do beard facials as well. I'm not like a certified esthetician or anything, but I offer, you know, a basic service of beard facials for men as well. Prior to no shaving, I did do lash extensions as my side hustle, but I do them both. How hard is it to make a dent in something like that? Because it's so saturated. It's extremely difficult. Um, even with like cheap prices, because I do model wanted prices, it's hard. Um, a lot of people will make appointments and then cancel them. Um, you have a lot of people that just inquire and then don't ever want to make an appointment. It, it's hard. It's hard because the market is so saturated. But I think if you have any form of support, system um, which I have a small one that allows me to practice on them and they use they allow me to use them as models 
you know, you have the, the, the capability to build up your business to be what it is. It just doesn't happen overnight. One, because the market is so saturated. And two, because everything takes time. What, what about with um, no shade is, mm -hmm. um Men might be interested in like product lines and self-care, but definitely not at the level that uh, a female customer base would be. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of wondering, where does that leave you as a product developer when you've got this great idea? And is the product available for the consumers immediately or do you make it at the request? Like you know you've got an event or a sale coming up and that's when you produce it. When I have events and sales, that's when I produce it. Um, a lot of it is made to order now because I'm working full time in corporate America again. Um, so a lot of it is made to order. Um, but when I uh, have events, I do bulk produce. So this way I do have like a little cushion for orders throughout, you know, the season when I'm not at an event. I don't like to bulk produce prior to because the product dries out a bit. Um, and that's just me being honest. So producing too much too far ahead doesn't benefit the consumer. Um, so I think it's much more beneficial that it's, you know, a lot fresher when they first get it. Have you developed a product and it was just a total bust? Uh, a product? No. A batch? Yes. Um, I'm very much a perfectionist and I'm very picky. Um, so before I do anything, I do a, a load of research, the scents and things like that. When I was determining scents, I pre-mixed them before I made a batch of anything. So I scent tested before I wasted product basically. So I've had batches that turned out like, mm, I don't think this is it. Uh, but I haven't had anything so far that people just, you know what? No, I haven't. Because okay. even the bath bombs, like, I didn't enjoy making them, so I stopped producing them, if that makes sense. But mm -hmm. people were buying them when I made them. So when you said, um, you said product, and then you said sense. So it made me think that there were, like, two components or two mixtures that you then put together. Is, is that right? Yeah. So there's the scent. Um, that I make and then there's the the actual product that the scent goes into um, the base that the scent goes into so I mix the base once I've determined the scent so I do have all the scents predetermined now they're all set in stone so before the scents are added to the base of whether it be the oil or the balm or the soap you know I melt and blend all that down and then add the scent to it. I'm amazed and not amazed that you went into beard care. It just, I, I, I don't know. I can't, I can't put my finger on why I'm just like, it's a great idea. I just don't think of women doing that. And I think that's what makes me have one up a little bit. Um, on one hand, there I do deal with the guys who feel like I don't know anything about a beard. And then on the other hand, I have guys who buy from me because of the way I look or because I'm convincing or because of both. 
So I don't mind sometimes why you make a purchase as long as you heard me out and you made that purchase and you actually use the product. Like, give it a fair shot. I don't know. It's, it's, I mean, it, what you're doing is, is, is dope. Um, you got an Etsy shop, right? Mm-hmm. So you get the request online and you're just like, hey, however much time, I, I don't know what your turnaround time is expected, but from that order is when you start with the, um, my turnover time is normally two to three days, and I'm normally I, I communicate very well with with my customers um, to let them know when um, <clears throat> I'll be able to ship it. So my turnover time is normally two to three days. I normally never let it go past two. To be quite honest with you, the only time that I do is if something is just completely out of stock and I'm unable to get what I need to make it, which is rare. But I have the Etsy shop, and then I have the Facebook shop as well. Shout out all your places on social media and where you can be found at and spellings and all that good stuff. Um, business at No Shave Aid, uh, A I D E. Um, personal Trendy Mini. I think it's Trendy with a Y. Nope, it's Trendy with an I. Mini at I. Mm-mm, that's just it. Trendy Mini with an I. Um, and then for my lashes, travel.lashes, that's all my Instagram hashtags. Um, and for Facebook at no shave aid on Facebook. As a small business owner, what's the, what's the best piece of advice you would give to someone who, who may be thinking of doing something similar to what you're doing? Be patient and be consistent. You have to have patience because it's not going to take off right away. It's just not. But you have to be consistent so that way it can take off. And you can see results. I just realized that with my fake button intro, I forgot to drop a mic check. One, two, who is this? And a few gunshot sounds here and there. My guess is I'd win the nasty award for doing it wrong. But what I do right is I produce a pretty dope podcast that I thank you for listening to and the no shave aid herself, Felice, for taking part of and taking some time out to talk to us all. In closing, I'd like to leave you with the following. In life, the only safe thing you can do is take a chance. See you all next time.